You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. It's Monday afternoon, so it's time for Shapiro World with David Shapiro from Sassman Securities in Johannesburg. Let's get a couple of things out of the way from the Stock Exchange News Service, David. Dischem, which is a company that I think mm. you like, and also Calgro. Mm. The share price of Calgro up about 8%. But Dischem, what did you what did you see there? You know, they're coming right. I think it's taken a bit of time. They seem to be, when I say maturing, I mean, that's such an awful word for me to use. Uh, in the sense of who am I to tell them about their business. But somehow they're settling down to being a listed business and are starting to get their strategy right and, and clear and picking up acquisitions along the way. And, and uh, you know, from, from what was really a family-type business, they, they're becoming a lot more uh, corporate, if, 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 if that's a correct word. So I, I like where they're going, and I think they – they're well placed in a South African economy. You know, they're they're in the right area of the market. So I always go into a discim. Their their uh, um, their shelves are always well stacked. Yes. you can always find uh, a selection of the products that you need. I never fail in discim. You know, you know what I mean. I always I like what they do, and uh, I even even prescriptions uh, are done well, and nice people behind the counters, and that. And that's, you know, that's a big part of their businesses. Um, so, I thought, yeah, I, I must say I'm changing. Uh, I know that that, that um, Clicks has been the, the dominant force there. Different types of business, Clicks, a lot of smaller stores. Yeah. But Discam, yeah, I like what I saw. But when you go to Discam, I mean, is it like Clicks mm. where you can buy hair dryers and uh, makeup and all that? Or is it just um, medical goods? I mean, vitamins and, and other shampoos. What is yeah. it now? It's you can you know you can get cosmetics, um, a lot of cosmetics, a lot of perfumes, um, you know medicine, all different types, also those vitamins, powders, and that, and then medical equipment like wheelchairs and and you know a lot of band different types of bandages and so on. So bigger adult nappies, stuff, for example. Know, so, yeah, you can get plenty of adult nappies because. Mm. I mean that's their clientele, but yeah. I've always, um, I you, you know you know I like uh, I, out of choice I'll go to certainly go to Discam over Clicks. Really? Hmm. And price wise, mm. just before we go into something else. I oh, know they're okay. okay. You know they're, they're all, yeah, they 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 well. But I don't. I must be honest. I'm not one of these people simply because I can't compare. I don't know what prices to compare. But uh, you know you know Lindsay, I buy blades. <laughs> I must tell you this. Is that it? I'm still a shaver. No, I mean that's my. I, I still shave. Well, you, know, you have to like, shave. Uh, what do you mean you you're still a, you're yeah. still a shaver? Well, I mean, well, I know. What you... I mean, I, I don't grow beards or anything like that. And oh, I, see. Okay. I have quite a sensitive skin, so I can't <laughs> use a blade too many times. I have to replace them quite often, otherwise they get blunt and they yeah. kind of tear you. And they are ridiculously expensive. Outrageously I mean, expensive. Outrageous. I mean, you know, you can go for the cheap versions if you want to, but. I get the Gillette Fusion 5. And I mean, oh, you've gone to the 5. Is, is that yeah. one in the orange packet, right? Yeah, well, you know, I'm, I'm one of those, oh, yeah, I better get the 5. You know, if the five's out, I've got to be oh, top yeah. of the, mm. you know, I'd better not get a 4, you know, something. But <laughs> the problem is I work out at cost me, I don't know, something like 25 rand every time I shave or, or, or thereabouts. I don't know how much it works out now. I mean, it's crazy. Why don't you grow a beard? No, I can't grow a beard. No, I don't look good in a beard. I look, I look uh, like like a beggar. You know, I look like I should belong on the corner. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's move on from this now. <laughs> and let's go to the United States, where again, the the first thing actually is the Chinese growth story, uh, which disappointed yeah. to the downside. And if it comes in at 4.9, and many people will question whether the uh, China statistics are correct, but maybe it's actually 3.9, not 4.9. But anyway, it, it shows you how the global supply chain uh, collapse mm-hmm. has affected China as well. I think all the, you, you you know it's um, it's hurt the, and a power crisis. Yeah. I mean that's that's uh, well it's all linked. Everything is linked. They're they're holding back on on power to a lot of factories, which is which is causing a slowdown in the economy there. I think it's a perfect storm. They've had the regulatory uh, slapdown on technology. They've had a bit of a credit crunch as well, holding back, and also concerns about Evergrande. So I think nothing's going right for China other than I see that they put some kind of missile into the um, into the atmosphere that kind of circulates the earth and then the, decide when they want to press the button they can knock out any nation. So I think they're oh, starting nice. to progress at that kind of level. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, where did I Charming. read that? I think it was in the Financial Times or... Or in the uh, yeah, it could have been the Financial Times, which caught everybody off guard. You know, no one expected this. So I think that's um, you know they're, they're quite a progressive nation, and but they are spending. The one thing that was good there is that the retail sales are pretty good. But but it, it's hard to fathom out China at the moment. It's very difficult uh, to decide. What, I'm talking strategy. Yes. You know, what do you do? How do you play China from that point of view? And I must, I'm holding back a bit. Just easing back, um, I think that perhaps processed Nasdaq, Tencent could be on the cheap side, but um, there's, there's nothing nothing to suggest that they're going to roar or run away uh, or make some very big uh, movements from these levels. They might stabilise and pick up a bit, but uh, I, 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 I'm a bit uh, perplexed on how to, you know, how to play China at the moment. Brent crude oil is $85.21 yep. per barrel, $0.22 cents per barrel now. Uh, it's off yeah. its highs, but uh, this is getting a little bit serious now. If you have a look at the graph, mm-hmm. uh, you can say to yourself, I, well, <laughs> it wasn't that long ago. It was half the price of what it is now. And this isn't soya mm-hmm. beans or frozen concentrated yeah. orange juice or some uh, penny stock. We're talking about an asset class, and it is an asset class mm-hmm. in its own right, I think, that is 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 – so relied upon by everybody, every single country mm-hmm. worldwide, uh, but also the biggest commodity there is. So for this thing to go up like this, I, I think it's very disturbing, mm-hmm. actually. It's very disruptive. And, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, one could say we saw it coming, but no one did anything about it. So, how, again, how do you play it? You know, I, th- I, I think nobody wants to go backwards. They don't want to reinvest in coal uh, powered fire, st- I mean, coal fired power coal stations. Yes. Okay, well, you know what I mean. <laughs> no. You throw coal in and it produces steam, which it gets the turbines going. So, Thank you, you don't Professor. want to put coal in. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> so I, no, nobody wants to go that route. So, I think what it might do is it just might spur a lot more investment in renewables. But I think what's highlighted, Lindsay, is that. We need to go a lot further than we are at the moment. We we know we're close to running our economies off uh, renewables. You know, we're getting there, but it's going to take a lot more investment, a lot more effort. Um, you know, to 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 just dismiss 
um, you know, the, the the traditional ways of, uh, of 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 generating power. So I think I think there's and this is what it's showing. So nobody wants to make that investment. No one wants to go backwards and make the investment. On the other hand, we haven't got enough to go forward. So yeah, it's playing to your you know to to what you're saying that this is getting a little sticky and uncomfortable. Yeah, uh, it really is. Let's um, let's go to the United States now. We, uh, of course, we're still reeling. Well, not reeling. Nobody's reeling, but uh, mm. are disappointed by the U.S. jobs numbers uh, on the first Friday of the month. Mm. Now, yeah. um, that, that's sort of continuing with the inflation worries. So again, people mm. saying stagflation. You know, the economy's slowing down a little bit, not only in the United States but also in China, as we've just spoken about. And uh, interest rates are are going up. I sent you that thing from the chap mm. uh, at Goldman. Mm. Sachs a podcast on yeah. Bloomberg. Curry. Yeah. He says there's a few more months of pain to go with the uh, commodity cycle. Do you agree with him on that mm. on that front? Because it is you quite know, interesting. It looks that way. Yeah. And it looks, you know, it's where it's coming because, uh, and it's in, um, certainly led by oil. You know, oil is, is there, but I mean, aluminium's close. Any, any commodity that needs electricity, you know, uh, input, to uh, convert it. So I think there are a lot of metals. I mean, aluminium is a big one, but it seems to be nickel as well. Uh, the bulks, you know, iron ore is going nowhere. I, I'm sure that sooner or later the, the Chinese will start to spend some more and buy some more on their mat. But in the meantime, I think, uh, and all the commodities you're talking about, the, the, uh, the soft commodities. So, um, you know, it's uncomfortable. It's getting a little uncomfortable and high. And, um, where it go? I thought that it would ease back a bit. You know, I've, I've, I really thought that it, that it reach a point and it wouldn't go um, up to it. But copper as well. Copper, we're getting back to the ten thousand level. Um, so, yeah, it's um, you know, what can I say? It's 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 up there. But I think oil is the one. The others I don't really concern myself about. I I've I've been trying to do some work on. Uh, for a presentation that I've, you know, that, that, that I'm doing. Yeah. And, and it's, um, you know, when you look at, you know, when you look at the markets at the moment, um, and you, you came, I was referring to the job numbers, what it has exposed, Lindsay, and as we're talking about commodities, yes. we know we're getting out of this. <laughs> you know, we know we're moving, but, but no one knows what shape it's going to be in. You know, we, we, we're getting it wrong. I mean, if you look at the forecasts for the job numbers, the mean forecast was 500,000. How do they get, how do they get these numbers just because well, of the well, ADP number the day before? I mean, yeah. these people get paid seven figures for this. Hello? That's right. So I'm saying they don't even know what's happening. They're battling. And I think what they're starting to say, look, we know what direction this is taking, but we're not sure when we're going to get there. And, and I think that also perhaps – um, identifies or illustrates, illuminates the commodity markets as well. We're getting out the, we, you know, we're getting out of the pandemic, but I mean, it's throwing things all over the place. Yeah. I, I listened to Phillips this morning. Hey, Lindsay, just while I'm saying, there's a great movie about the area that you're staying in at the moment. Oh, yeah, what's it's it called? Just come through on on Netflix. What's it it's called? It's a war movie. I just can't remember. Oh, well, thanks for telling <laughs> me, yeah. So you tell me it's this is a great movie you've got to watch Netflix, and you don't know the name of it. It's a great movie. About, it's a war movie in the Second World War yeah. where um, the Allies had captured the Antwerp Harbour. Yeah. But they couldn't get the ships in because the Germans had set up defences there. And it's a very good movie around that era and what went through. Because, okay. you know, they flooded the 
the Germans flooded the the lowlands there and that. So it's just on the border of Belgium, but the very you know uh, south. Uh, the South of Holland, of the Netherlands, yes, yeah, Zeeland, yeah. exactly. But a very good movie. I just think it's it's better than Dunkirk that we've saw, or even. I didn't like Dunkirk Ryan. at all, actually. No, no, it was a rubbish movie. Yeah. But this one, this one is compelling and very good uh, around that. Beautifully filmed. Well, if, you, if in the next, you, if, in the, mm. if in the next year or two you remember the name of it, David, you know you, you might be just sitting down there <laughs> at Shul or something, it's, and you'll you'll say, well, wait a second. S H A S H A D D something D T or something like that. So some area in where you live, where you're living down at the moment all on right those then. islands near Antwerp. Okay. Oh, I have to look at it now. You've got me all confused. I just turned it on. I could I've see got it. You so, okay, watch that. You know, because it was all in a bit of German and then it was a bit of you know Dutch and then English and all different languages. So. Sounds fantastic. But great, great movie. Mm. Okay. Um, Especially where you're staying at the moment, you know, mm-hmm. just a bit of history around there. Okay, David, we're to, we've got to do the general view now because there's a little mm. bit of a lack of new. Well, we've, we've uh, covered the South African news and we haven't spoken about US earnings, which last week were, were mm. pretty good, uh, particularly Goldman Sachs. We were talking about Goldman Sachs earlier on with their commodity mm. call, but goodness me, mm. their numbers were amazing. I, mm. how, how do they do this? I suppose because they've got such a reputation and if you want to do an M&A, uh, merger and acquisition uh, transaction, yeah, yeah. you have to go to somebody that's experienced yeah. and that's yeah. Goldman Sachs, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. They've got good advisors mm. and you can't take – and there's been a lot of merger activity now. There's huge amounts of activity. Look, they, when you say they're trading, they get in the middle of trades. I don't think they take naked positions. You know, there's uh, – it's like uh, – uh, so it does show you the level of activity that was taking place. Yes. I don't think they sit down in the morning and say, we're going to go long uh, tenure bonds. Okay, let's go long. Oh, we're going to go Well, they do have a proprietary back. trading desk, of course. So yeah, they, but the proprietary yeah. trade is in the middle, yeah. you know, where clients come to them and they make a market to those clients and vice versa. So it's, it's they're they more market making in the way that they trade rather than, than you know, trading uh, uh, positions like um, – so, yeah, it's it's a good old, you know, the good old jobbers on the floor of the London Stock Exchange like that. Yeah. You know, they they, they, were, they they were more getting in the middle of a trade or making a market for a trade. So, but, uh, you know, I, for me, it just shows you that there is a lot of activity taking place, and that's great. Very good. Um, just a quick one on your view on the uh, on, on the JSE and, and general markets. They're, they're going higher, David. They really mm. are going mm. higher, but um, mm. they're not punching higher, if you see what I mean. No. no, I think if we get good numbers out of the big tech companies, it will just steady us for the just to glide into the rest of the year. And that's next week, uh, of course. Uh, that's next week, yeah. A lot of results are coming through. I saw... I wanted to mention when I mentioned uh, uh, your part of the world, um, I was listening to the Philips results. Yes. And they battled. They really battled to get chips, you know, for their machines. Great order book. But there were one or two other issues that have been plaguing them as well. Their ventilators they've had to recall. But, I mean, overall, they could not satisfy orders simply because they couldn't get chips. And that was was an important uh, story. You know, particularly in industry, and I think it's hurting the motor manufacturers as well. So that that remains just the just a bit of a concern that uh, it is going to hurt. If we can see through it, we're okay. But I, I um, 
I, I, I think, and we've got ASML's results this week as well, which I think are going to be a very important number. Yeah. So there are quite a few, few, few numbers that are, you know, that. Uh, and that's an important number because week. they provide mm. certain of the materials that yeah. go into chips. Yeah. So they're obviously going to be have have been hit. Well, they, they see. I mean, they they're giving uh, their their ten year forecast is quite extraordinary. Yeah, uh, and that's un, that's unusual for for the Dutch because they're not exactly the most exuberant of people, and not really. Oh, really, I've never noticed that. Around. After five years, I've never <laughs> noticed that. <laughs> they're not exactly uh, enthusiastic or, or 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 prone to giving long term forecasts. You know, enthusiastically. So, or with exuberance. Uh, yes. So, um, we'll see. The fact that they've come out and uh, quite positive about what lies ahead, I think, is a good sign. So, yeah, that's it's going to be important. I'm, you know, it's something, Lindsay. I'm quite, I'm quite bullish. Eh? Um, but but you're always bullish, of, David. But, uh, yeah, but you, you, you know why? Because of that. If I saw this Mister, what's his name, Winning, I think he is. I said, you know, if this, if this man is prepared to put his neck out ten years down the line. He wouldn't do it because he's got a plan. He wouldn't do it if he didn't feel confident. You know, that's why I say it's not their personality. And then when I look at the motor manufacturers and what they're saying, you know, by 2030 we'll be all electric, and you start to see there. Um, I, I was listening to, I told you this, Julie Sweet from Accenture, and she said, you know, there are thousands. I don't know, I can't remember the exact description. She said, but literally thousands of businesses still have to convert uh, to the cloud, you know, from yes. from servers under their desks and that. So when you translate that, I still think there's there's quite a lot of act, you know there's still quite a lot of activity that's going to take place, and and we've got to look like that. You know, you've got to look ahead and say, okay, what are the companies that are going to dominate uh, U.S. markets in five or ten years' time? You know, what are, what's going to replace Facebook and what's going to replace these kind of companies? Um, I think that's important way to look at the market rather than trying to see. You know, I'm not a value player. No, because the value is just catch up. You know, it's, it's companies trying to catch up. With I'm those not being funny, but it's, you have to be really patient to be a value investor. Yes, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> you'll find value. You know, you'll find it because it's lag. But I'm not likely to buy an Eltrio or a Philip Morris or or any of those businesses, or even banks or some old-fashioned companies that might have a good time, you know, because people are going to spend now, they're going to use their savings. I like to look at, okay, what's going to lead the way, you know? What's what's going to replace Facebook or what's going to replace Google at yeah. the top of the year uh, or Apple at the top of the uh, league table, you know, in five years' time? So, to me, that's a challenge. Did you hear about something called the metaverse, David? Talking about Facebook. Yes, yes. Yeah, they're <laughs> investing fifty billion US dollars in something I've never even heard of. What is it? Well, he wants you to live. He wants you to live in Facebook. Everything is going to dominate your life. You do your work. I don't know what it means. I'm not on it's Facebook. It's like one of those movies that uh, you know, those fantasy movies. To, in my mind, you know, I'm not a great person of fantasy. I mean, other than in certain other areas, but I mean. <laughs> I don't. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> if you could but, just I mean, I'm not, uh, carry on, please. Wait. Oh, oh. Yes, go on. Uh, Netflix. Sorry, it's a squid things. I don't know what do you call it. Squid game. Oh, you mean the South Korean uh, uh, f uh, yeah, film no, about no, if you lose the game, you, the you 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 get killed. That's, yeah, yeah, it's a nice yeah, film. That's number one. I looked at number three on the list. Okay, I have to still find it for you, but. Um, but, but David, the film you're talking about, by the way, as we're, we're getting off the markets because the markets are boring today, uh, the film you're talking about is the forgot the forgotten battle, uh, and in yeah, Dutch, that's 
de slag om de schelde. And it's about the Battle of Scheldt. Scheldt, that's the word that's I was just Exactly, S-C-H-E-L-D-T. And I'm going to watch yeah. it tonight. Yeah, so, you, so, I, so thank you. If you like war movies, if you like war movies. I do. I, I love them. I didn't yeah. like Saving yeah. Private Ryan. I didn't like, right. um, uh, what's it called, um, Dunkirk. Dunkirk. No. Yeah, that was laborious no. and pedestrian in its delivery. Uh, but no, yes, generally I do. American. That mm. was too American. This is this is European produced. Very very well done. Mm. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I enjoyed it. It's uh, I enjoy those movies and and the re you know the, the recreation of of what it was like. They're very good. Excellent. Uh, David, what else have you got to say for me, for us, please? You're very bullish, but but it's sector-specific, of course. Yes, yes, very much so. Mm. You've got to get the right stocks, and you've got to be in the right areas. Absolutely. So it's very specific, you know. And uh, I can't say, you know, that that's why I'm looking through uh, the fact that rates will start to go up and will start to normalize. Um, and that, that could have a, an impact on valuations. Um, but I think things will come back. I'm also seeing, you, you, you know what, Lindsay, yeah. you can feel that people want to get out and do things. Um, what do you mean, get out of the market or just go out no, and go out, to a go restaurant and go on holiday yeah, or yeah, something? Yes, yeah. okay. Mm, mm. I think you're getting that feeling. Soon as soon as it was announced that Australia's opening up, you know, everybody's been looking, can we get our visas? Can we find flights? When's Qantas going to fly? Mm. And then, you know, likewise to the UK, I think they've been processing. I don't know how many visas they've been processing, but but I think people want to get out. Whether they're going to come in, I'm not sure here. So there is going to be this sudden burst that we're going to see. Um, you know, the sudden burst of spending that we're going to see. There was 150%, sorry, David, there was 150% okay. increase in Virgin Airlines um, bookings from London to Cape Town just after South Africa was taken off the red list. 150%. Just people were just waiting there to press the button. Mm. And so you're going to be inundated with people from Europe over the uh, over the summer. Yep. So good luck with that. I hope so. I hope so. What is the... Uh, I don't know what the... Um I, d I don't know what the cost of those <laughs> tickets are, and I hope that they they'll be much, m much, much uh, dearer than they were two years ago. Trust yeah, me on that one. I'm sure. Yeah, these I'm airlines have sure lost too much money to keep their uh, mm. ticket prices reasonable. Mm. Mm. Um, okay, David. So you're you're sector sector specific. You're very yeah, bullish of the market, so. and there's still much yeah. much more unraveling of the I dormant and nascent. Uh, yeah. e economic boom worldwide coming. So okay, so you just buy it, but don't just don't just buy anything. Uh, David, no. just very quickly on football, um, we don't need to go into every match, but the most satisfying, of course, was uh, Man United losing four two at Leicester. Um, City won two nil uh, against Burnley. Liverpool looked imperious against Watford, and they won that five nil. And what was the other one that we liked? Oh, the Aston Villa Wolves game. <laughs> Where yeah, Aston Villa were yeah. two nil up with ten minutes to go, and then Wolves won three two. Uh, very good. But my observation, my but I think everything mm -hmm. goes to. I think you've got to go to uh, Leicester City. I mean, who've been battling, yeah. but they played superb. They. I didn't see Ronaldo. Ah, this is where this is where I'm going. You must be telepathic. Yeah, you're quite right because I looked at the. I watched the. I watched the main game, and then uh, I looked at the. Um, after the game had finished, I looked at the teams and I thought, 
Ronaldo must have been a substitute or something. He didn't touch the ball, David. No, no, no. Not at all. And uh, he was just off. I, he never had a chance that he was closed down. They, they were really good, I must say, uh, from Leicester point of view. They never gave Man United breathing space. And uh, really, it was an incredible performance. Look, they've got to start. They've got to keep it up again. I mean, yeah. They've got to keep doing this week after week. And, you know, it's, and Man United got a good squad, hey? They got a superb squad. Uh, they might have been tired after the internationals, but still, um, really, it, and it was a great game. I mean, it, it really, really was. was a great game. Some mm. superb goals there, mm. um, David. Um, the other thing about Ronaldo, and I've just worked it out. I was thinking about it because back in the 1980s, Diego Maradona went to Barcelona, and he was the biggest star in the world. He was untouchable. He was the most expensive player in the world. He was getting the biggest weekly wages in the world and all these things. And he went to Barcelona and personally he did quite well. He scored a few goals, but the club didn't do so well. And I think this is what is happening with Ronaldo. Because if you look at two players, Ronaldo um, on the one side, and sorry, not a player, a manager who used to be a player, Ole Solskjaer. And you think, yeah. how can Solskjaer manage Ronaldo? He probably yeah. gets this incredible treatment. Everybody knows he's earning more than they are, probably three times yeah. more than the manager is, and that sort of thing. He's going to destroy the team. And I'm, I can't say that uh, I didn't predict it. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, 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 he, I think he's a, he's a good man. I think he, he is. He tries very hard. I, you can't fault him in that. And I don't think he, I don't think he lost his nerve or anything. I think he was just outplayed. No, you uh, see, when he goes off, he's yeah. he's talking to himself. He was substituted oh, um, a, a couple of weeks ago, and he got into such a strop. And I think that the oh. other players, players sort of pick up that negativity and the fact that yeah. he's a sort of maverick in the mm. in the, in the dressing room. So I predict the this this season will end badly for Ronaldo and Manchester United. What do you think about that? Okay. I, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I won't be cross about it. I won't be angry. You know. <laughs> <I'm not laughs> he's always a threat. He used to be like Rooney. You know, whenever Rooney was there, he was, you know, oh, my God. Whenever he played against Arsenal, Rooney, he was like, oh, no. It's going to happen, and Stuart Bob, he would score. Yeah. You know, there's certain players like that um, as well. It's Harry Kane, just like, oh, curse when I see them. <laughs> okay, David, uh, there's a Rooney uh, documentary coming up, uh, by the way, quite soon. I think it's on BBC, uh, BBC and BBC iPlayer. But anyway, David Shapiro is from Sassman mm -hmm. Securities, and that was Shapiro World. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.